Blog Talk Radio. I hope the mics are on. Well, yeah. Hello, everybody. That and air guitar that, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. If only we were that on video, we that would be video. that would be brilliant. That um, uh, I am your host, uh, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, pretty interesting week, I think. Uh, we've got yeah. Dallas Buyers Club, which uh, you know is has had a strange release. Yeah. It uh, came out November 1st, but it was just New York and L.A., and then it's kind of just uh, shuffled in There's no, week after week a little wide, bit. Right? It's, like it's not out? I think it's still not, like, super wide, Real, okay. but it is in a, lot of, in a lot of places. Okay. So it's not like it's just, like, the top ten at this point. It's, right. it's, big, it's wider than that, but I don't think it's everywhere, and plus, you know, it's just that kind of movie that it's not necessarily going to yeah, right. it's get gigantic that. push. What it is is it's just trying to get critical stuff and right. get awards and, and all not, that stuff. So you only need so much release for that, right. and and it's not coming out next week. In no the one will uh, put it up again. No, no, yeah, the Hunger Games. It's, uh, so it'll, it'll it, it it might expand a little bit further check as, your local as time goes goes on or whatever, but it's not going to be a giant thing. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to cover The World's End because, as uh, you all know, because you listen every week, as we get towards the end of the year, we're going to try and cram in a lot of stuff that we did not cover throughout throughout the year as much as we can. And I thought uh, The World's End was a good one to pick up right now yeah. because I think this Tuesday, uh, I'm so. pretty sure this Tuesday, it comes out on Blu-ray, so... Right. So might as well hit that one. And then it's a very interesting, uh, really yeah. serious drama, really crazy comedy <laughs> week. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, we have a couple of other things uh, to get to before we jump right into the reviews. One of them, we got a question, an email question, which I don't know if we're going to be able to do anything with. But, hey, you send your question, and, we said we wanted. and it's a real question, and, and I will uh, try and say something about it. Right. Um, so we got a question from Liz, who did not say where she was from, um, and I'll throw it out again. First of all, uh, you know, you can call in right now. The chat room's open. Send us an email to questions at com. and even if it's not necessarily a question, you could uh, if there's an upcoming movie, you know, and you want to make sure that we talk about some point of it or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, we'll we'll get to you on the air, if at all possible, Excellent. right? Yeah. And uh, specifically, right now, we said this last week, but if there are movies that we missed during the year that you want to make sure get into the card, I guess, right. for what we're going to try and cram in through the end of the year, let us know if there are specific choices. Otherwise, we just do whatever we, we want. Get, but right. if you want uh, something specific, you know, somebody shouts out to us and says, make sure you get to this one, then we will make sure to get to that one. Right. So uh, the question from Liz is, uh, what's going to win Best Picture? So it's, uh, we're jumping right in early. Yeah. And, you know, somebody, the question really was more like, 
what's your feeling right now and blah 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 what's the huh. what's the thing what do you think and it's all funny uh, that it was very vague actually it yeah. wasn't as specific as just that but the thing that that made me think of, which actually made it kind of an interesting question, is that this is kind of an odd year in that sense. Yeah. Because most years, they're already, by this point, it's not that early, right. that uh, you know, most years, you would kind of know. Right. What, are, what are the big front runners of what's going to be best picture or, or yeah. best actor or what are at least a lot of the nominees going to be? Right what's going to win. And, you know, like last year at this time, we knew what everyone was talking about. Yeah. You, you, you usually have a pretty good feel for what's going on. Right. And this year, I mean, it's bizarre. Not that much. Yeah. I mean, there's not as much talk about, about what is coming up. And, you know, my answer, frankly, is I have no idea because I really don't know that there is anything – I mean, this is not from the perspective of what I think should be. No, no. But, I, but, but what's, what, what, what seems like it's going to be, what's the buzz, what, are, what does it look like people are going to vote for? And, you know, there's actually just not all that much talk right now. It's, it's, yeah, it's strange because we're only – we're less than – which blows my mind. We're less than two weeks away from Thanksgiving anyway. But we're – Right around the corner from hitting the Oscar push of stuff, and yeah, it's it's like it's like, like sixty days is the uh, Critics' Choice Movie right. Awards that's that, weird to that, think of. that I have to vote for, yeah. but it is like it's like fifty nine or sixty days but or it's something. Weird because it's almost like so weird. This we're really rounding the corner to get into that home stretch, and as soon as December hits, anyway, it feels like time slows down for it. Like there's all kinds of right. stuff that comes in that you'll get, and you know, if somebody asked me this the other day too, what are some what do you think are some early nominees? And I'm like, I haven't seen all the stuff hit the radar yet, but stuff like The Butler, which I know everybody right. loved, which fulfills that category of, you know, the, the film that is on that side of the racial demographic that has to get notice and notoriety. Right. Everyone's nuts about gravity. Everyone's kind of, not everyone, people seem to be hinting a bit about Dallas Buyers Club. Right. Which is still kind of interesting. Although a little bit more, I, and, you know, it's hard to get your finger exactly on the pulse. Yeah. But a little bit more for Matthew McConaughey than the specifically film. Yeah. than necessarily Help. the film itself. Although the film itself, too, people are, and we're gonna, are, yeah, are, are they're, talking they're about that, talking too. About it. You know, there's a film that I didn't see get a whole lot of attention, and part of it is because Wolverine's in it. But I loved Prisoners, you know, for a long time right. when I was thinking about it. I'm like, of the films I've seen... That's kind of the one that I would both like to see work. But, I mean, there's still several weeks ahead. Right. Um, but I thought that was one that might get talked about a little more. And I don't, I don't see that it's really getting there. It seems to be almost pushed out it, it's from kind, any conversation. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you wonder why, why does everyone have to come out with everything at the end of the year? Right. And, yeah. the, and Prisoners is a good example of why. Because right. when, it, when it first came out, people loved it. It was, it was strong. People powerful. were talk, we, we talking it, about it. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah, we really liked it. I love but our, we, you know, it's like uh, it, you're just you're too out of time. You sometimes and by the time it gets yeah. to the end, it's just not the thing that's fresh in your mind yeah. anymore. And then people aren't talking about it as much. So I'll never forget, though. This makes me sound like a codger, and then obviously we'll move on. I I think, but the year Silence of the Lambs came out because it came out on Valentine's Day. Oh right, Day. right. It came out on February 14th in '91. And no one forgot it, you know, all during the course of the entire year. It did, it did a little well in the summer, 
um, if I'm remembering right anyway, but it's still, there was a summer of films and, you know, blockbusters and whatever, but that thing never left the, the consciousness of people. And it was mostly because the film was amazing, but it was Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Too. And, but, but that's the rare it, exception. It, it was like, it, never gets exactly. It was like the exception that proves the it, rule, it, right? Because it was uh, such a weird thing. And it didn't leave the it theater did. forever. I mean, but so anyway, right. right now, you know, talking about Liz's question, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I feel don't, like there's I don't so either. many coming up that to say something now, it's going to be like prisoners. Like in another six weeks, it's going to be pushed right to the right. Back. But it's uh, it's sort of like, what a weird l- year, like I said, this is this is such a weird year because even if you know we don't necessarily have to have seen anything mm-hmm. and go, yeah, this is awesome to, to know, know that it's right. Like last year at this time. Plenty of things that hadn't come yeah, out yet yeah. or whatever, but you go, well, that's the one that's that everyone, yeah. even if no one's seen it yet, that's right. the thing that everyone's talking about. That's on everyone's radar. Did you see the and Butler? There, there isn't so much. Uh, I have not seen I didn't, Butler. I didn't no. see it, yeah. We're horrible. Um, yeah, we're... Uh, there were no sharks or Jedi in it. Yeah, I don't, to... yeah I don't know. That's, uh, that's one we'll obviously catch up with. But, yeah. um, so, that's you know, that's our, out, that's our total non-response to, to that question. Yeah. Um, there, there might be, you know, it might be a different thing with uh, things like screenplay and oh, yeah. uh, actor, actress. That, right. But for best picture, man, I'm not... I I'm not really sure yeah, what are sure. what are the nominees going to be at this point. I'm and everyone's just throwing everybody out. Like this is because it's timely. We're going to do Dallas Buyers Club, and McConaughey is getting notice, and all these other people are getting right. notice. It, she doesn't hurt the film, but I noticed that Jennifer Garner is. They want to consider her for Best Supporting Actress, and I'm like, oh, now see, that's, that's wishful, we'll that's a wishful. Thing we'll, get that. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I know. It, uh, the when we, all this, but I'm just thinking when we do the movie. But I, I gotta say, plus. I will throw out. She was a major detraction for yeah. me from the movie. See, okay, thank you. Because uh, I'm like, she's I the thought only woman she in was that terrible, film, but she doesn't deserve it. I, I didn't. I, I even thought like about three quarters of the way through watching the film, I thought, you know, God, if we'd have had somebody else. Yeah. Well, you know, be we'll, her. I don't want to start talking about the film whole. <sighs> yeah. No. But in this instance, well, okay, I'll save it. All right. I, I we'll, won't. We'll I, there, there really won't be a forgetful moment there because I remember watching it and going, really, like. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so moving on, we have other stuff to discuss that's not the movies right, right now. Um, <laughs> if you are a, a fan also of the website, which I hope you oh, yeah. are, right, and uh, you know. Areyouscreening.com, go, learn it, know it, live it, love it, whatever, right? Right, right. Share with all your friends and all that stuff. Uh, If you are a fan of the site, you may notice that, like, the last week, the site has... Looks a little different. ...had trouble, okay? We had had some semi-major problems with the website. Was it WikiLeaks? Did they come out? And it's kind of funny because... in the last 12 months, the site has kind of been redesigned a couple a of times. times. You've been busy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and now it has been again. You must be. Because, uh, yeah, we ran, I won't even get into details, but basically we ran into some serious problems at the website to where uh, we had to pretty much start from scratch. Right. I mean, it, I, had to, I had to totally rebuild everything. <laughs> and it's, and it's not, giggling, but I didn't have to it's do not it. completely done yet. Right. Um, but you will notice that uh, it's very different. And since it was this kind of a major thing, I sort of decided at this point, why not do 
some more serious things right. that have been kind of in the back of my mind. So I uh, got together with a couple of guys and, you know, actually put money into it and the whole thing. Right. And, yeah. and so anyway, the site is totally different looking now. It's very, very different, but the uh, big things are since I was uh, forced to do all this stuff, I said, the hell with it. If you, if you got to do this much, do a little more. So, right. Um, now, uh, the two big things, there are now user ratings on the site. Cool. So, um, but here's the thing. They're turned off for the podcast. <laughs> you, you, Why is that? Well, because the way you have to build it and structure it, I mean, no one needs to know this, but, <laughs> but um, it just, it makes it very confused. There's no way to, there was no way to do it that it didn't make it confusing as to whether or not a person would be rating the movie Okay. Or actually the podcast. Right. And I thought, that's just too... Well, anything less why, than, why bother doing that, right? Anything less than five stars is clearly the movie, because we are an... Right, exactly. Um, All the time. But there was, there was no way... I mean, I, I could have done it, maybe, if it right. was... But it would have been a, a million times more complicated. And uh, so, but any movies or, like, DVD reviews or TV reviews or any, anything else that is on the site that's a review, um, there are now user reviews. So you can, you know, it's I just think, a thing to throw out there. Yeah. You can see how the, how the public that visits our site feels in comparison to what we feel. That's and uh, so, so that's there. So this is a good opportunity to go back and check out some other stuff from before. Right. Matt, now give us your rating. Right. The other thing, and it, it cracked me up like crazy, but uh, the other thing that I changed, and I kind of felt like, again, if I'm going to have to change, then I might as well change something else that I have a lot of different reasons to change. Right. One of the reasons has to do with the uh, broadcast, broadcast Film Critics Association, uh, which I'm a member of, right. that I like to say frequently. Um, <laughs> but the change is, and I thought of you and it made me laugh, but the change is we're now numbers. Oh, look at that. We're now number rating. So, Interesting. So I've had to go back and like translate all of the ratings <laughs> of everything on the You're site. You're welcome. Because, see, the thing is, once you, once you have to do something with everything on the site, I understand. then why, why not do a little bit more with like everything it. on the site, right? Right. right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, cool. uh, I know you like numbers better. I do. And, and now here's the special treat for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is not really necessary, but it's just a special treat for you, yeah. is that you can have any number you want. Oh, cool. You can have like 7.2. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, it's a 10-point scale. So but, I can go 6 but you can have, stars. <laughs> well, no, you can go 6.2. <laughs> I'm going to start doing 6.89248. Right. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Okay, so maybe not any number. Not any number, <laughs> um, pretty much. Negative 4 or right, something, if I right? looking for it. From yeah. 0 to 10. <laughs> Cool. No, that's with really uh, cool. you know, with the decimal there, you can have the point one right. or two or whatever. Yeah, you can have any number you want. But um, uh, like I said, a lot of it is because um, you know, a lot of places it's kind of becoming standard more. It's like uh, IMDb. That's they how they it. rate it. And uh, Metacritic. That's point three. Metacritic's how they do it. Yep. And uh, on the 
so the one thing that's weird about it is that I have to rate it 10 stars anyway because I have to rate stuff for uh, the Broadcast Film Critics site. And so I, I have to do it both ways. So now I only have to do it one way, right? So that's the way they do it and just kind of fall in line, might as well switch over. And uh, to my way of thinking, it actually it actually kind of looks a little cooler on the website too. Yeah, and you know, not that that's really a big well, deal or whatever, but you know, the little stars don't look as cool yeah. as uh, as putting the number up there right. or whatever. Eventually, uh, stars will come back into fashion, <coughs> probably. So yeah. and you can go Excuse back, me. but anyway, that's cool. right. But anyway, so that's the big the big yeah. news is that now everything is numbers. That's cool, and uh, and user ratings. And uh, on a lot of the places on the site now, um, when you see like kind of the, you know, the featured uh, listings of movies and stuff, and it'll have the picture and the title and everything, and it'll have like both numbers like right there. Okay. So you can, you can see a lot of ratings like really easily that's and quickly. Cool. And that's cool. So anyway, so that's, that's the big thing. So um, chaos came a little bit of order. Yes. Actually, you know, that's... This is like a great part of the show. I'm glad everyone tuned in because they all wanted to know about this. But actually, at the end of the day, uh, the website is a million times better, and it's and it's it's really cool now. I think anyway, and it it has a lot more functionality built into it and stuff. So, so anyway, okay, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. No, at World's End, the World's End. Yeah, but I was going to do that one second. But um, that's cool. Just. Dallas Buyers Club's newer and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, plus we can rag on Jennifer Garner quicker. Well, that's true. Um, we should uh, we should probably try and make sure that we have a fair amount of uh, the world's end. Now, here's the question, though. Since we're doing this for the Blu-ray, um, did you uh, check out any of the special features on the Blu-ray? I didn't. I did not either. So, so um, the the which is silly because I'm a huge special. The Blu-ray guy. the Blu-ray review will be up on the site. Uh, the specific review will be up in a couple of days, and then I'll have, I have information about the special features. I have features, a very but. specific reason, but I don't know what your reason was. For what? For not giving the special features uh, a look or a whirl. I did not have any reason for it, really, no. Well, you're not a big special features. I mean, you can be, but you right. are not wholly like a special features guy. Like when I buy it, it depends on what kind of special features they are. I want right? to see certain things. I don't want to see like a still gallery of behind the scenes. I don't right, care about right. that. I want commentary. I want a featurette. Like I want, right, exactly. wind me, dine me, give me and, what I'm doing. And, and here's the thing too, is that a lot of special features are anything that's a special feature that I consider really kind of a throwaway. Yeah. Unless I totally love the movie. Right. I don't care about those at all. Like, no. um, one of the special features that really irritates me at this point is deleted scenes. Oh, don't, oh well, deleted scenes are okay. Because yeah, I know what you mean. Deleted scenes often, yeah. especially early on, were meaningful things. They right. they were like uh, we filmed this opening to the movie, and then we decided to go a different way. Yeah. And and had this deleted scene been in the movie, it's a totally different movie. Right. Perfect example of this, and if we could, you know, babble more about nonsense this whole show, um, Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is a crazy movie, but I love it. It's um, it's a really it's a really good movie, actually. Um, It's like an action craziness. It's a really good movie, I think. But they have uh, alternate uh, B 
beginning. Well, is it alternate beginning? I guess it is, or just a deleted scene. I think no. it's actually an alternate beginning. But they have an alternate beginning there where you watch the movie, and then you go through and you watch the alternate beginning, and it would have been a completely different yeah. movie. The I whole movie would have been totally different if they would have used that. Yeah. Then I want to see a deleted scene. If you have like a minute long scene that just got cut for time and right. means nothing right. to anything, right. but you just get to go, look, we have 15 we have deleted stuff. scenes, right? right? Then, then they yeah. drive me nuts. I hate those. But well, anyway. I, lo- I love the outtakes. Yeah, in, I, I like the gag film, reels. They're, they're film, pretty good. Especially any film with Jackie Chan. I, I will sit and watch those all day. Right. And people know it because they put them along the credits anyway. But right. I, I, I'm going to give a little bit away here. I actually didn't look for any of the special features on this one because I wasn't wild about the movie. And I didn't, I didn't, oh, feel, right, I didn't feel right. the need to endure more of what I thought was not great anyway. Okay, well, now you're giving stuff away. But we're about to... Uh, <laughs> okay, but no, first we're doing Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. So, ratings. Now, yeah. now you, you have to translate in your mind now. I've already you, got you it. You were all mind, set up no, no, for no, no. the stars. In my mind, I was already for the three quarters of a star I was going to get because I knew I had to get to the number. And I've gone uh-huh. on the other previous listeners will, you know, early listeners will know that there were times where I'll figure out the number and then have to translate to the star. Right, right. Now I don't even have to show my work. I can just That's put right. the down. That's right. So, uh, you know, Dallas Buyers Club, I am pretty, I wonder if we're going to forget and just be like, it was four stars. Right. Like, all this talk <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm uh, pretty steady at <laughs> an eight. Yeah. Out of ten, so that's four stars. Right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I almost kind of wanted to be a little bit more because there were a lot of parts of the movie that I really loved, but I kind of just couldn't get there, and mostly because I think the story and and yeah, there's the ultimate overall we'll that. thing that I watched, and we'll talk about that. But but I am an eight. Yeah, me too. Oh, like this is this is so boring. I, I know it's, there's <laughs> nothing there, but when when I when we were talking about it first, when you had seen it before, right. and there was a little bit of like, you were hemming and hawing, and you haven't changed your mind. It was really about the story. You're like, right. you know, we were talking peripherally about stuff, and me before I'd even seen it. There's, this is like a built-in kind of Oscar thing, like what Liz was looking for. This is you know, a character who goes through this transformation. It's kind of a social topic. It's kind of got like this biopic thing going for it. And one of the stars has to either put on a lot of weight or take off a lot of weight. Right. Like, this is Oscar bait. And it's got a thing where we get to uh, really hate on, like, insurance companies and the FDA. So that's Yeah, this is a big David Goliath film. This is of your Aaron Brockovich kind or your little man takes on the huge company insurance or legal or whatever. And and whether they win or lose is here or there. It's really about that journey that they take. But for me, what lacks in some ways is that the story kind of hits on all the high points, but the high points are never really like emotionally gratify, uh, like gravity kind of like you can't escape them. They're so like am- amazing. Right. It's just kind of like, yep, that's another blip. Right. That's another blip. Like it's a bullet point on a, on a wiki page. Right. And, and it's, it, that sounds like there's something wrong with it. There isn't, but there's not that extra thing there that pushes it over that eight mark for me. Right. And, and for me even, uh, like I said, I wanted to rate it a little bit more, and then after a while, I kind of wanted to rate it a little bit less. And Jennifer Garner. And then much. I uh, no, I didn't like her, but no, that's not that wasn't really it. But it was it was more like there's some sort of very personal rating yeah. that is like a little less. 
But then there's, you know, I can appreciate all the things that it did good. And so then it really kind of does deserve that. But on that personal note, for me, there was a lot of the runtime of this movie where I almost felt like it was just like a documentary. And then let's just like kind of glorify it a little. Let's just like if we were making a documentary of this guy's life and somebody showed up and said, huh, that's kind of interesting. Here's like another twenty five million dollars get a big actor, right. make it a little longer or whatever. And let's right. just, let's just kind of put fancy bows on it. Right. And, but it wasn't like a movie, a lot of it, it or at least that was the it feeling, felt, you know felt, what I mean? It like do. it felt movie light to me. And I don't mean this as snidely as it's going to come across, but sooner or later, you know, sooner or later things are going to change, and we'll we'll see more swearing on TV than we have. We'll see more acceptable nudity, nudity because it's getting right, there. Right. This, I mean, we say this in a lot of ways as a negative thing. This felt like a film that could have been on Lifetime that just had a lot of swearing. Right. Like exactly. it's that kind of movie. And, like it's and not it a full-on and it film. kicks off with like sex and yeah. uh, and, I we, mean, and we have a lot of sex going on. But like if it was on HBO, right. You just go, yep, there you uh, go, or right. whatever. And I don't mean that, but I mean, I really, that sounds, because we use Lifetime as like a joke sometimes, like, oh, this is a Lifetime film or a Disney Channel movie. But it really, like, it kind of felt a little sterile and a little like it was being held back. Right. But and, quite, and it wasn't, this is a thing that I mentioned to you uh, when we were talking about it a little bit before, actually, is what it felt like to me for... And what's weird is that it didn't always feel like that. No, it didn't. When it there, didn't, it there were gone. parts where you were going, yes, yeah, you know, and those are great. But um, for a lot of the time that it was running, it felt like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell like not everyone who exists ne- needs a movie. Right. Maybe they need a kind of a biopic right. documentary, right? Because you want to get that story out to people, yeah. But those are different things, right. and you have to like realize they're different things. And for me, there was a lot of it where this felt like that's what I was watching, and the people writing the screenplay were kind of saying, "I don't, I don't have to do any moviness to right. it. I don't have to put together a story, yeah. because it's biography. You right. just, you just tell the story that you don't have, to, and that's just not true. Right. You have to make it a movie. It right. has to, if it's going to be a movie and you're not just going to sell it as a documentary and you're not making a documentary film about a guy's life, right. it, it has to be a Pepper, movie too. It, it, it has right. to work. It's, it's like, um, you know, many of these biopic movies that have been out uh, in the last, you know, 10 years. Right. Anyway, I mean, you've got like, like Ali and the Ray Charles right. and, and, you know, many of them, right? And there are, you've got like the full spectrum mm-hmm. of these big movies. You've got some that are perfect. Right. I mean, that they are... All movie cylinders. That yeah. are, yeah, that's a movie. Right. And it happens to be right. a, a biography, a biography right. kind of story. Right. And you've got, and this is like kind of, you know, too far to the wrong side right. for me to really love it. But right. Part of that strangely for me is the actual story itself. Like in a weird way, the story doesn't have a whole lot of like overly dramatic swells to hit. Like it's an interesting story right. because the guy, you know, the guy basically is this bigot, homophobe, stereotypical right. bull riding, you know, Texan. Right. And he has to, on this journey of trying to 
stay alive because he's con, you know he's contracted HIV. He's got to make his peace with those you know those cultures that he's looking down on, and they basically help keep him alive to some extent. Right. You know, and, and that's, a, that's and, a big movie and moment. It's, when, um, and and that's the thing too is that this actually is really interesting. It is. How did you screw that up? I mean, because it's, uh, there are people. There are people's lives who are not as interesting as this. Yeah, that have been turned into better movies, better films. Well, you know, one quick thing that I looked because I never look up stuff until after I've seen the film because I don't want it to spoil whatever my instant reaction right. is. And I figured out. I didn't figure out. I read that like Jennifer Garner. Not to really start dragging her through early, but she her character was added totally fictitiously. Like there was no Doctor right. Eve sex. So. I, I actually looked at that too. There was you, there was a female character there was no one film. person, and, oh, man. and I'll tell you, I don't mind that decision at all. I don't either. I don't right? Either, but if you're going to cast, you, you that. have to stick in because he didn't have. Uh, I guess according to the story, right. I don't really know. Yeah, he didn't have the one connection at a hospital who was a to doctor yeah, right. and yeah, having that to bounce off of to tell your story right. works and is a perfectly fine decision and, and, and does well. Yep. And there probably wasn't the one bad guy doctor either. Right. There was just was more of just the of in general system of, system, who, right. you know, who knows. Right. right. And that kind of stuff that works fine. That's, yep. that's a I agree. perfectly fine decision to make. But yeah, not with her. Yeah, no. Um, she just didn't fit in with everything that seemed to be. Going so on yeah, we're body. we're already assuming that people know the story and everything. Right. So um, I don't know. We could do it like a quick synopsis. The story is, as you already said, he is a rodeo guy. Right. And uh, one of the problems for me with the movie too was uh, the person he is at the beginning didn't work for me. If we were going to fictionalize some stuff, right. we might have slightly at least fictionalized that, <laughs> yeah. like a little bit. If that's the true story, fix it, right. okay? It if it's little... not the true story right. and you've made it into that, right. then I hate you right. because, <laughs> because then you <laughs> yeah. have no idea what you're doing. Right. But basically, he's a... He's a rodeo guy, and he, you know, he does bull riding. He's, he's an electrician. He, he's, he's a... He, Full-on cowboy, right. like yep. nobody's business, right? And the problem with that, because I don't have a problem with, with that right. yet, right? But the problem with that is basically that if he had enough money to be drunk all the time and go to the rodeo and never do anything else with his life, right. that's where he wants to be. Right. And that's just really not an interesting guy. And first of all, I mean, it's kind of, you know, if I was a cowboy, I'd be a little miffed that if if I found out that this was not a really super accurate portrayal of this individual, then I would be a little miffed if I was a cowboy. I mean, because basically you're just saying that people at the rodeo are idiots, right? right? And hooray for your movie there, right? right? right. Um, But anyway, so he, he contracts HIV, and he is really kind of a homophobe, and it's back in the day. I mean, I don't know. It's like the '70s or something. It's uh, it's, it's right at the AZT AZT time, so like really early '80s. Yeah, late '70s, like, early it's '80s, like something. Four eighty-five. Uh, anyway, so um, you know he's massive homophobe and hangs out with all the other cowboy homophobes, and that's right. just kind of the that's culture society. or whatever. Right. And uh, and he he gets HIV and he, 
Uh, he doesn't believe it. Right. You know, he's he's not. I'm not a fag or whatever. Right. I don't know. There's made a mistake. There's this weird part. It's in the trailers even. I think pretty much that whole scene is in the trailer where you know he starts going off on the doctor. Oh, right. Like, like you're calling me go, a fag. Right. Nothing can like, go wrong with it in 30 days. <laughs> right. Nothing. So. Right. Just the fact that you're saying that I have HIV. Right. So he, you're his his yeah. response is you call me a fag, right? And right. you know that's that's how it was. Though. That's that's like, his yeah. that's his right. That's his perspective on things. Anyway, so um, the, he like gets on the AZT. This like right when they're starting to do a trial of the AZT. Yep. Uh, he he starts taking it because he like bribes a guy to get it to him because it's like a double blind trial. You're not even right. supposed yeah, to know supposed to whatever. And he starts taking it. It doesn't do well for him. Right. He ends up uh, going to Mexico to find a doctor that supposedly has it. But what he finds is a doctor who has all sorts of other stuff and says, don't take AZT. It's right. terrible and it'll kill you itself. Right. And take this instead. And it turns out to be like just these like protein shots and right. these, Vitamins, all, these, all these like super supplements and stuff. Yeah. And you can't buy it in the U.S. Right. So he starts smuggling it in right. and selling it. And then he actually takes the idea from people doing it in New York where they have like a club. And right. what you actually do is pay membership for the club and he gives you the drugs. Right. So he's not selling them. So it's, Sidestepping the law. we're doing this whole loophole thing. And then it actually goes on for a long time where uh, they – they start doing different drugs. They're right. not doing that anymore. Now they're doing this, and they keep trying to just basically sidestep the law. Right. And uh, he he early on uh, meets up with Jared Leto, mm -hmm. and I can't remember his character's name, but it's Ray. Who, yeah, Ray. Who, Ray on. Right. Who is uh, a, a transvestite who also has HIV, yes. who can get him the customers basically right. is he's willing to get the stuff in, right. but you know, from his own perspective, mm -hmm. again, he doesn't know a lot of gay guys who have right. HIV yeah. and, and Ray does, and they right. kind of hook up and, and you know, that's, it's pretty much like right. hilarity ensues. That's, well, then it, that's then, like what happens. What it, and right. then what it becomes is it's the law being the law decides to just make any law it wants to really shut him down, and he has to keep finding. And he has to stuff. keep juggling, and so it's really and just trying to change what he's doing a little bit, just enough to find. The and it, it is law. actually pretty interesting to watch yeah. that part of it where he's got this loophole set up. Yeah. Then the government closes the loophole. Yeah. Then he finds another one, yeah. and they just keep figuring out how to be able to keep doing it. Yeah. And you know, it's it, it's kind of funny because. Uh, He's so into it for the money, mm -hmm. kind of, except there's only so much you can be in it for the money yeah. when you know you're going to die any day. Right. I, mean, right. I mean, he's doing really well on the drugs, mm -hmm. and it, it's kind of about the money, and he sort of all through the movie kind of sticks with kind of being about the money a little. Yeah. But then ultimately, he, he, he gets to a point very Robin Hood-like where there's one point where they're like, right, where, we're, we're low on cash. He's like, sell the car. Sell the car, right. And, and he's uh, – he's, but he still kind of tries to be about the money. It's, still, it's, yeah. it's, it's, he's got his personality. Right. But then it's also 
you know, he sees all these people who are doing horrible, and he goes, I'm doing great. Right. And I'm taking this. Right. So I'm, you know, he's actually trying to do good. Right. It's just that he can't, in a certain way, wrap his own mind around doing yeah. good and, or something. And, and this is, again, in a time where, you know, this is, the social standards for things were still very big lines in the sand. So he's willing to go right. to the line for the gays, the lesbians, the transgenders, all these people. But he's got that point for himself. He still won't cross because he's still a bigot. He's still uncomfortable in a right. whole but then eventually, and then eventually he cross it, he's not. Then he's, you know, he's your hero. Right. Like, he's the one. And, and so here is, there's one part of the movie, and I know you had, I think, one specific part you wanted to get to, too. But there's uh, one part of the movie that really, I think, exemplifies how the movie didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And that is, he starts off, he's just totally a bigot. He's yeah. as much of a bigot as you could be. Um, it, even when he meets Jared Leto... Right. We get kind of a cheesy scene where yeah. they kind of sell that, but it's not terrible, right? right? Um, and But even when he starts working with her, whatever, yeah. he um, he still is not comfortable with it, and it's okay because it's how I'm going to make money. Right. But then they spend years together. Right. Who knows what? I mean right. – uh, it's hard to tell exactly how long the part that we watch is supposed to have been. Right. Um, except for at one point, we he talks about it being a year and a half later or something. Yep. But anyway, this, so they obviously spend tons of time together. And then you get a scene in the grocery store where he runs into one of his old friends. Right. Who is being very bigoted at Ray. Right. And that scene does not sell at all for me. Yeah. That scene should have been like a big deal. That would have been the apex of because it's the it's it's the defining moment of what he shows. We already know his now, character. We've now who he is, and he's going to deliver seen, it. Yeah, we've right. seen Ron. We've seen McConaughey get soft and care about other people that are outside of his social club. Right, which is kind of funny. And and now he's got this moment to stand up to his old self, which is his buddy, who who all of his friends abandon him, all of his right. workmates, everybody abandons him when they when they suspect that he's got AIDS, right. you know, and that he's that he's queer. So he's really ostracized, and he has to find you know what he needs to find out along the way, and it culminates in this one moment where he introduces the two worlds together, and basically a fight happens, and he makes right. this friend of his like shake hands with Jared Leto, you right. Know? And I was like, uh, yeah, like exactly. That was, that was that was the crux of this turnaround for him. And we've already seen it, but no one's seen it on film yet. And it didn't work. And and it really did. And work. we know it's there. We know that he's there. Right. We, we know he's at that point yep. in who he is now and comfortable enough. But with we're it, uh, just going to yeah. deliver it. And there's nothing wrong with having the scene, even, no, the scene, even, the even, though, the, even though we know yeah. that he's there and everything. But if this were a movie that really were firing on all yeah. cylinders and right. being a movie and not a glorified documentary, right. that scene would have been a big it deal. A lot of power, yeah. that, that scene would have been really powerful. Mm-hmm. And it was just empty. Right. It, it, it had the same like gravity to it that the scene before it did and the scene after, like there was no right. notice that that exactly. was the moment right. that it was one of, if not the climaxes in that arc. And they handled it very neutrally. 
And right. I and I remember watching it and just being like, God. And, and the scene even really weird. The, it's not even that the scene was like done no, poorly. No, it isn't. It's just that it's actually kind of predictable. You've it's seen just that in other films, like right? This. And and that's even fine. That's, well, that's part of the problem is I've seen it done better before. Right. Except. Except really, I think the problem is it is kind of a scene that you've seen this exact scene in different circumstances. It's not even always it's not even always gay people. It's, no, it's, it's whatever it's whatever the yeah. thing is. Right. But even that is not the problem with it for me. I think the scene was actually done pretty well. It's just that everything leading up to it there there isn't stuff that leads up to it. There isn't right. like the buildup of emotions that really sells to you in order to have something going right. into that scene that you need to have for it to do anything to you. You typically yeah. see these scenes in like a cowboy and Indian film, you know, where it's like, my friend and I want a drink. Well, your friend's Indian. We don't serve him. Well, I'm going to beat you and then you're going to pour him a drink and then you're going to say you're sorry. You know, Ex- it's that right. kind of it's, thing. It's the and end of right. the world's end. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> It's the scene at the very yeah, end of the world's end. But it just it, this. It's funny. We didn't talk about this before. That was the scene I was going to talk about, which is like there's this moment you have and you you've built up very passively and you know when this hits, it's going to be awesome, and it just goes right by like nothing. Right. And I was kind of bummed about it. I don't know. So that that kind of just exemplifies my problem with it. And and. You have some stuff, but well, I'm, getting, I'm just going to say we got to switch. Quick. We're getting real pretty quick. Soon. My big thing about this is, so many times a film gets a lot of notice because an actor goes up or down in weight, or they <laughs> they try to be someone with special needs in one form or another, and they're right. believable or right. not. This film is before we saw it, and I still stand by it. In some way, this film is getting a lot of attention because Matthew McConaughey basically starved himself down to a gaunt-looking frame. Right. And and I thought I was going to see. Ron Woodruff, like in a stereotypical kind of film that deals with HIV or AIDS, like Philadelphia or something like that, where you see them start kind of a normal way and then they just digress. Right. He's basically in the very first, well, in the second scene where he's in the cop car, taking he a already of looks like and yeah. He purposely he's, drags he's, on the cigarette once and then one deep time, and his jawbone just like pops out right. because there's nothing there but a thin layer of skin, and I'm like, man, he's so thin. Yeah. And it's. In a weird way, like, is it a gimmick? No, I think it's no more of a gimmick than an actor who tries to research the history or, like, the clothing or the dialect and all that stuff. Right. Like, it's it's amazing to see, but it's kind of painful to see, too, because you know how big of a guy Matthew McConaughey is because he never keeps his shirt on in any other film. So right. he's really emaciated. And there's even a scene in the hospital, well, the Mexican hospital with Dr. Voss, where he's kind of, like, half covered up. And I thought they took advantage in, like, an a, in a not a bad way, but you see him like really in just underwear and he's like right. nothing. Right. And I'm like, man, I, I saw them do that to Chris Evans in like Captain America, but that's really Matthew McConaughey. Right, like, <laughs> right, right, right. And I remember then all the stuff where Jennifer Garner was like, it was really hard doing scenes with Matthew because I was looking at him and I just wanted to cry. And I was it's, like, it's kind of interesting too interesting in this just one. Watching him be this character because he's <clears throat> right. really into it, and it's not just Matthew McConaughey being this guy for a second. Like he really went into this, and it's oh yeah, his his body of work is no, I mean no pun intended, but it it's starting to take an interesting turn. Like with stuff like mud and this, and it's just really fun to see him work like that. So. Right, and then it's uh, not very far back that he was in Magic Mike where. Right. He was obviously completely different looking, totally and it guy. was 
But um, it, what another thing that's kind of interesting, just to throw this out in this movie, is that it's uh, he starts out like that, but not really terrible. Right. But then he gets worse. Yeah. Then he kind of gets better, better, right? And he looks a little more normal right. for a while, right. and and he does look like not like he just ate a sandwich the day before or something. Right. He really does improve. Oh, yeah. And then he kind of gets worse again. Yeah. So it's like they're how your There's filming schedule right. is working with right. where his weight is going to be and everything. Yeah. It's 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 not just he's one weight and he just stays there for the whole movie. Right. It's it actually works with what they're doing where yeah. he starts taking the right stuff and it starts working for him and he improves. Right. And, well. It was interesting to see. It, it's definitely going. Now, the, the thing for me, though, too, is uh, uh, since we were talking about the Oscars and everything, before we uh, jump over to the world's end, which we need to do soon, um, he's obviously getting a lot of talk about uh, best actor and and like you were talking about, whenever any you know somebody plays someone with a disability, yeah. somebody plays someone who, who loses a lot of weight, or you know I don't know even gains a lot yeah, of weight or something, or does something like that, then automatically everyone's going to talk about him. Right. And for me, my thoughts on that are he's really good in this. Yeah. I don't think he deserves best actor. He is very. I agree. He is very good, really good in, in this, but for me, is he doing something that really deserves Best Actor? And I, I don't think so. Just dropping the I weight isn't enough. I could see him getting nominated. Yeah, I can too. And it's and you know it's not even just it's you know you could drop the weight and then be bad. I mean he right. he he drops the weight and he is good. He's good. But I don't think that he's best and actor good. And my last quick thing. It's his film, and he knows it. And he, he's got that charisma of even a guy you don't know that you would wholly pay attention to in your own town. Like, he can move right, this movie right. along. And there's a couple brief scenes where he's just not in it. But mostly he's in every yeah. scene, and he's great. Like, he's, yeah. he's an actor that I always found really easy to watch just because of his natural charisma anyway. Right. And it's on, you know, it's on point here. So, yeah. so okay, we're going to uh, wrap up with that one. So basically we talked all about the things we don't like about the movie and then gave it an eight. eight. So yeah. that, it, it's great. Yeah, that's it's par really for the course. Yeah. yeah. It is very much worth seeing. I agree. I have a lot of problems with it in a lot of different ways. And I don't think I can oversell how much Jennifer Garner pulled me out of this movie whenever yeah. she was on screen. She was, she absolutely is a horrid. The, no, she's not she's like just she's misplaced. not completely she's awful just, or no, anything. She just does not work here. The right. only scene that I I was okay with her the was uh, no, I hated that. scene. I was going to say, don't say that. No, I hated that scene, right and it didn't even have anything to do with her. Yeah. I just hated that scene. Right. Um, no, when he comes in with the sombrero, yeah, and gives it to her, and they talk a little bit, yeah. and it's like this whole like. Will you give me your prescription pad? And right, it's like yeah. this whole nonsensical thing just so we can steal it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I kind of – I liked her in that scene okay. She yeah. was – she seemed pretty real. And most of the rest of the time she didn't. She didn't seem real. She yeah. seemed like the person we wrote in who doesn't really exist right. that, you know, whatever. We need a female lead. So. Yeah, anyway. All right. Okay, the world's end. Now, be quick for me. Uh, you hated it. <laughs> you know. I'm going to throw this out before we even give our ratings. Okay. My wife loved this. Yeah, I heard, I, I heard that from the start, and I was like, oh, man. Are you sure she's and your wife, And it though? was so weird yeah. because I 
I would have never guessed that in a million years. Yeah. But she she loved it. It was she it, she saw it at the right time. Yeah. And it was you know the right kind of crazy and whatever. Um. So anyway, just to throw that out there, it's not like if we don't like it. Right. That doesn't mean that everyone's going to hate no. it. It's just another perspective to have on the board. I This will be a big... I give this... Uh, I'm going to say, like... This is a tough one, I think, <laughs> actually. Because yeah. you want to stay on your wife's good side? She's going to hear this later. No. Yeah, you don't care. No. Um, I think that I have to go, like, 3.5. Oh, my God. This is so weird. <laughs> Why? I, I would give it a three. <laughs> Why is that weird? It's funny because I was thinking he'll be like five, five and a half. Like no, no, no. Average. No, I think um, for one thing, even if I don't like this movie that much, there's a part of me that kind of likes that it is out there, <laughs> that it exists. It's a great I'm, I'm, movie. I'm not going to pretend to hate it that bad. It, like every it, copy must it, be it's a, it's a great movie for a lot of really crazy, strange reasons that I kind of like. For one thing, it is a great movie to trick people into watching. I, I can see that. Because you could get them to watch this movie, and then they start it, and the movie goes like 25 minutes where it just seems like it's right. this normal movie. Yeah. And then when it changes... Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't change, though. And that is... Oh, it changed for me. I think... No, uh, what I mean is it doesn't just go... Okay, it's just like they have this fight in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. and yet the movie kind of doesn't change. It's not like all of a sudden you're watching Men in Black and we're doing everything differently, and it's a totally different movie, even though totally stupid stuff is happening. And that's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to be working this kind of dramatic role, yeah. which works pretty well. I mean, for, for, what, really, for what they're doing, yeah. it's okay. It's not a great movie. It's certainly not trying to, to be. It's about a really stupid guy who's stuck in this one day. Right. Uh, for, you know, whatever, 30 years later, right. or I don't even know how yeah. long. I mean, they're old. <laughs> and and this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is going back to a day when they graduated from high school. Right. And so it's a you long time ago, and years. he's been yeah. stuck there right. the, the whole time. And even though he's almost too obnoxious to want to watch, mm-hmm. still that first part of it, they go through that pretty well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's an insane movie. Right. And, it, you know, for me, someone somewhere is getting tricked into watching this. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> and, was then, me. and then going... What the hell just happened here? That was me. It's almost like uh, you know, from dusk till dawn. This is funny. I was just going to say you're that. You're watching a you're certain watching movie, a film and it's good with what it's and doing. Then and then all of a sudden you go, no, shit. it's crazy yeah. vampire right. crap. <laughs> and you know, this one is of, crazy alien crap. People that I know love this movie. Like they they raved it to me the summer when they saw it. I find that hard to believe. I know a lot of people that <laughs> really love this film, and I when I watched it, I was like. This is in line with what I don't get, which is that, and I like Shaun of the Dead. You know, I so it, that's it even, like, so that's like even weirder. I I like Shaun that 
there's some weird thing going around the internet, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's straight out of Simon Pegg's mouth or not, but this oh, is yeah. it, we're supposed to pretend this is somehow a trilogy. I've heard this and I don't buy it. And it, it, but it, but it's out there. Yeah, but well, that but, doesn't make anything. But it's out there and people talk about it. So yeah. and I think it it is relevant to say if we're going to rate this really bad, I think it is relevant to say whether we completely hated those other two movies Fair just enough. because it would give fun. people perspective, right. right? And I got to tell you, look, there are the people that really love these guys and love their films, they're going to get this anyway. Right. But if I were right. trying to market this film, I would say it was a trilogy too to make sure everybody bought it. Right, because Sean that's how we'll get it to happen. Hot right. So I'm not buying that at all outside of a marketing ploy. I, uh, so, I, you know, my three, but, but like Shaun of the Dead... I didn't love it, but I I appreciated it. And I had fun with it. enjoyed it and had fun with it, right. and it was okay. Right, and it, it was a kind of a fun time. Hot, Hot fuzz. fuzz, I really didn't I like that kind much. Of lukewarm on it. Yeah, I, I really so, I really was too. And then this one, this you know, like the, three point five is pretty low. <laughs> right. Well, for me, the three the three and a half feeling that I had for it stemmed from the first forty minutes when it's just the flashback to their. They're teenage, the last day of high school, these guys go on an epic pub crawl for right. 10, 10, 12 places in their town. Right. And they don't make it for one reason or another. And this guy, you know, Gary King, he can't let that go. Like you said, he's been wanting to complete it because for some reason, he, in his he, juvenile mind, this is the main thing. He starts out uh, the movie, they give you like the run through, and then it turns out that that's what he's talking to, like whatever right, support, support group he's right. in. So he's telling that whole story, right. but then he realizes, like, I can't escape feeling about this time in my life because I never got to fulfill it. The danger here is you just get trapped. I mean, there's a there's a mature lesson here, like a metaphor of, like, don't live in the past so long, you'll never get out of it. Right. You know, and he's unable to advance maturity. And, all, and then he he decides that he needs to do this. But so all. he has to go get all of the people, right? And they've they're all normal people who have moved on right. and have completely normal lives. Everyone is fine, right? Except yeah. him. It's uh, you. You almost might suspect that there would be the one other guy, right? Who is a little bit right messed up. Wait, yeah. But no, everybody else he's is just one, totally normal. His arrested right. development. He's still in his eighteen-year-old, and he still acts it like he's still not mature in right. his interpersonal stuff, his relationship stuff. And there's parts of it that are funny and he, touching. He, like there are he probably, he quite frankly, was a little bit more mature before. Right. Actually, but I will right. say, I will say this really quick because it doesn't have anything to do with anything. But this, every song that came on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like this movie more. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it is like uh, there's a good soundtrack to it. It's my soundtrack right. from when I was his age. Right. It's like everything that I listened to. You know, I saw the Soup Dragons in concert and the Farm and all all the people that you know the Beautiful South and the House Martins are like my favorite right. bands. One of the things a friend of mine said about the film and why he loved it so was the soundtrack. Right. He was like, it's perfect. It's perfect. And I'm like. I guess it like, is. I, I it's, can appreciate it's it. exactly. It see now there are certain moments that are pretty funny, even yeah. though they're a strange kind of funny. But like he has the mixtape. Yeah, right. And the guy in the that back, a, and the guy in the back of the car, one of his friends in the back of the car says, "Didn't I put this song on a mixtape for you once?" Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, this is the tape." And right. Goes, what? Yeah. He's like, That's "Where'd you tape? find that?" In the tape in player. Because right. like, it's the same car. And, it's and same it tape. is the soundtrack to the movie is what would be on that tape. It, exactly. It, it's exactly no what is right. from their 
like it, in a weird way, if I can give some semblance of, of what I liked and didn't like, only because we're running out of time. Um, we we may go over a few minutes. Well, we, I'm gonna. You can take it after this because I don't feel like I have a whole lot to say after this. The first 40 minutes of the film were pretty much like a seven and a half, eight to me because I was having a lot of fun with everything that was going on. But the the normal stuff. The normal film. The yeah. moment the film takes its turn, and this doesn't spoil anything because they show it in the trailers, is that this is basically like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like right. their town of Newtown Hollow or whatever the place is, right. is now one of many key points on the planet that are being overrun by android aliens right. who, if you sneeze or laugh hard in their direction, they crumble to pieces. Right. And they're very easy moment, to destroy, but they just keep coming back. They just keep right. coming back and back. And, and for me, this is not entertaining or enjoyable at all, mostly because the film is like an hour and 50 minutes long, and every fight scene where everything is fragile and all the aliens break when you bump is into them just is really stupid. 30 minutes longer than it needs to be. <laughs> right. And it's just so stupid. But for me, you know, the first 40 minutes of the film, I was having a lot of fun with. Right. So it went from like a seven to a seven and a half down to a three just because of how stupid the last hour was. Right. And that's it. Like, I thought, I thought that's basically as much as I could say. I don't see why everyone thinks it's so entertaining. And, and then it just becomes nonsensical and, and kind of stupid. Yep. There is, and yet there are hints of other things in here. But I will say this, too. When the movie started and he does his run-through mm-hmm. of this epic night where uh, he's talking about how there are certain nights in your life and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's like 12 bars. Bars. They want to have a pint in all of in each bar. And it's, it's apparently a thing there. It's like the golden mile. It's like, if you're from there and you say the golden mile, people will know what you're talking about. It's it's an actual, they didn't invent it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, But he's talking about the whole thing and, and then he gets to the part where finally we break out of it and we see that he's in a support group and everything. When that first like couple of minutes they do that and then we see him and then we kind of back out of it and then we get like the credits. Mm-hmm. When that happened, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought I was yeah. getting ready for a completely awesome movie, yeah. right? And the other thing I'll say is, and then all that part leading up, I think, really works pretty well. And for me, and this could be totally different, right when it changes, I still loved the movie. Mm-hmm. Because they do that initial like weird fight right. where he, fi- he finds the first one and accidentally like destroys his head right. and all this blue goo comes out. And then the other people, the- his friends race in right. And the one guy cannot get over the fact right. that he lied about his mom, right. even though there's like the dead, the dead person or whatever. Right. And up until the other robots come in, so right. like if you start a small window, if you start sure. right before the other, because it's still crazy, yeah, it's still obviously like these weird androids or whatever. But if you stop right before the other robots come in, I still loved it. Yeah. I still was going. This, this is still going to be cool. Yeah. They're 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 going to do something cool with it. Yeah. And then very quickly after that, it turns out that not so much. And the weird thing is like the more they became committed to the pub crawl, right. The more I 
you know, it, it really goes downhill from there. We only have a well, we only have a minute well, left, and we are definitely going to go a little bit nah, over right. at least. The, okay. Um, but so for the live live listeners, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with catching the, fire. Uh, right. Yeah, it's got to be catching yeah. fire, and probably something else. Right. But um, that will be the big thing. But thanks for tuning in and check you know, out the new website. Subscribe and share and tell all your friends and all that great stuff. And uh, the clock is off again, so right. who, who knows when we'll be we'll live. Be if you're listening live, just hang up now. Pretend you're <laughs> thanks. pretend yeah. you're lo- not listening anymore. Right. Um, when they started with it, I guess a, a little bit when they first started with it and yeah. they were like okay we have everybody we told everyone this is what we're doing right we have to play along a little bit and if we just go to the next place and then we can get out of here and then at that point i was kind of like well okay yeah uh, maybe right. i guess right except i don't know if if they weren't on to you at all couldn't you just walk to your just car, to your car and, 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 and it would right. be okay but I was still kind of okay with it. Well, only okay. in the moronic understanding that that's the plot. That it's a, you that it's a screwball that movie. Right. So. But then as it went on, right. then, well, it, me, it, then it was just you know, every next thing that happened was almost like they were just kind of going, I don't know, what's right. a stupid thing we could do? You, it's, hard to, it's hard to really argue you know, that Superman's cape wouldn't really look like that. We've had the, I brought this up before. Like There's a minutia of arguing the semantics of something when it's supposed to be screwball silly anyway. Right. There's a part or, there. Or where, how did Superman shave? Right. How did, yeah. How did he do that? You know, there's a part there, even, even a little early on when, before the robotic apocalypse starts to happen, um, I still understand and I still believe the motivations of his friends. Like I'm, I'm on board with it. And right. then not so much at all. Right. And not right. just because of the comedic need to get them there. And the film, I'll give it this. The film wisely doesn't keep all five friends together. Like they start dropping right, off, right, and right. I'm like, okay, now I can understand a couple people staying with Gary. But for me, one of the things that I just I hate seeing, especially in, it's not even really a sequel. It's this weird trilogy that Simon Pegg thinks of. But if you just take out the zombies and Shaun of the Dead and put Invasion of the Body Snatchers in, that's what this movie is. Like it's derivative of its own talent right. two movies ago. Right. Like you guys can't come up with something better than that, then don't do it. Right. Then don't do it because this is one of these films that screams hilarity when you guys are all hanging out. These guys are all friends. They're all hanging out right. at some barbecue somewhere or in some pub. They're like, we should do a pub and they, and film the, with this. And they all and got really drunk. Great, and it sounds awesome. And then they, they're still teeing because amongst that time when it was written on the napkin, amazing. Right. It's not that great to me. Right. And I just don't see it. And this I'm, is what, what happens here is, um, and we will spoil a lot of people's right. view of Hollywood because maybe yeah, you didn't know this, maybe. but uh, the way a lot of movies get made is actors are friends. They get drunk. They write something down, yep. and then they know the people to let it be a movie. Right. Who then rewrite it, right. get actual writers, right. and, and secure a budget, whatever. And right. And, and yeah. they and they make a movie. Yeah. And what happens most of the time, <laughs> yeah, is that uh, for every ten movies that could be made like that, one gets made. Right. 
because they wake up the next morning and they're not drunk anymore. Right. And now it's just a story they tell at parties. (laughs) And they go, we had this one idea and blah, 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 right? And I can see that. And this is like uh, they got drunk and they wrote some stuff down and then it's like they were all Gary and they never sobered up until the movie was done shooting. Yeah. Like they just stayed yeah. drunk the whole time there's, and kept filming. There's something to be said for liking Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and those guys who did Shaun of the Dead and, and again, Bill Nye is in this, you know, and well, he's the voice, well, but he, he's, sure. Yeah, he's credited. And, uh, you know, uh, Martin Freeman, right. Yeah. Uh, who I he's love. Great. I love Martin. Freeman. He's even really good in this. I he's think. really fun. In and this. it's funny because, yeah. Uh, you know, he's only kind of okay in it most of the time and doesn't have a lot to do. And now I'm going to spoil the movie because um, if you care if this movie gets spoiled, I don't care that right. you care. <laughs> yeah. uh, but once he gets taken over, right. then he's even more he fun. Much then, more then you're like, oh, he's that's great. Martin Freeman, right? It's, it's just one of these things where, for me, like this is like trying to watch the Bill and Ted sequel. Like it's them doing the same or, thing or like again. the sixth movie, or, not right. even the sequel. Right. It's like. almost like if if the denouement of your film, if the climax of your film has been predicated on the whole notion that we're going to put this, uh, you know, this drunken slacker manchild up in front of this omnipotent kind of energy right, right. source, and he's going to convince the aliens to leave because we're human and we just don't give a bollocks, you know, right, that kind right. of thing then what you're doing is you're putting a Kardashian in front of an advanced alien structure and having that Kardashian say, well, we're human, this is why we are. Right. Like, that's stupid to me. And, and, the, and uh, I'm not on board And the it. alien intelligence goes, whatever. Yeah, you, you maybe it. you are too stupid <laughs> right. for us to even right. bother with. And, and even, hooray, you convinced us that you're so stupid it, that we don't care. It has, like, three films. It's got the first 40 minutes where it's, like, this guy who can't live his life because he's not ever been able to escape his childhood. Then it's this alien invasion robot apocalypse. Right. And then there's a third shift because it's long. It's like at 15 the, minutes at the at very the end. At the very, very, very end. When it's equivalent yeah. to like Neo talking to the architect for 20 right. minutes about why we are who we are. And right. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Like, please end it. Right. So. And then, and then, the, and, then Simon, sucks. and then Simon Pegg gets the very final right. thing where he gets to walk in with with the, what do they call them again? The, I don't even remember the what they call them. Yeah, the Blanks. Right. They're, the, they're the Blakes. And they go into right. a bar right. at, at the end of the world right. when everything's destroyed, and it no Blanks, right. no, no Blanks. blanks and, oh, man. Yeah, and then, and then they get to do the scene that you were right. talking about uh, when we were talking about the other movie where yeah. uh, they say, you know, five waters, and he says, we don't serve their kind right. here, and he gets to stand up to him, and it's... it's 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 almost kind of like one of those movies. Every once in a while, you get a, a movie sort of like this, not in the way that this movie is, but the way that the movie comes about. Right. Not like this movie, really. Right. You almost might want to think of possibly After Earth was sort of like this, where Will Smith said, I want to play this guy. Right. 
Now make me a movie. Make me. Uh, yeah. I want to do some stuff like this. Well, or or you get like a really famous actor who goes, you know, I want to be a samurai in a movie. Right. So yeah. make a movie. Yeah. And, and let. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure. No. So that's how. We or uh, well, th- I mean, that's look, how man, you get seriously. stuff like this. And this is like Simon Pegg said. I want to do a scene where it's the end of the world, or, or you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Well, but. in my opinion, is if you want to, see, if you like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and you want to see them in a film that is about an apocalypse, then they right. already did one. It's called Shaun of the Dead, and it's better right. than this one. And you know, you don't have to redo this film, right? And we are going to take off uh, shortly. But as much as we're bagging on this movie, there are some funny things. Well, the first, even. Even for people like you and me who ultimately yeah. said, what, what the hell, hell there yeah. still are some kind of funny parts. Yeah. Uh, that there are some moments that are kind of funny. Even, I mean, for me, maybe not for you, but even after it goes crazy, I didn't think there are a couple of little parts I wish I that I thought were kind of funny, and mostly with Martin Freeman. But there right. are, well, okay. there's a lot of stuff that you're just like, it's not even that it goes crazy, but then you get the scene where, um, you know, the big guy, because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember his, yeah. I don't remember his name, and I don't care, yeah. right? Right. Um, where they're in this bar, and all of a sudden he like picks up these two chairs right. and just start going yeah. off on everybody, and you already know you're watching something crazy, and yet you still go, what? What you know the what? hell am I watching? This is this is, yeah. this is the moment when I absolutely dialed out of the film. Right. When he gets into that fight and he levels, he's this huge, it's Nick Frost, he plays Andy Knight, uh, Knightley, and he's this huge rugby former playing guy, and he's the big guy when right, you're right. looking at the two of them. And he decimates everybody two bar stools, and he's just pounding everybody right. out, and everyone's drinking their, their pints and whatever. And Pierce Brosnan has a weird role. He comes in as this yeah. old teacher and says, you know, you're not going to be able to stop us. And everybody just puts themselves back together again. And I'm right. like, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> like, right. what do you got to do? Why can you just have everything? Like, no no more. Right. I'm all done. Yeah, I, I don't cook. know. It's, it's really I, goofy. I had one nanosecond where I realized I'm watching this for the show. <laughs> I reach for my remote. I'm like, nope, that's that. I'm <laughs> no, all done. I don't need to see any more. But I had to endure the rest of it. But anyway, so all right. Well, so uh, one good movie and one terrible movie. That's that's, that's not, not bad. that's not bad for a week. Right. I the agree. the problem, the most mostly the problem, like the problem with me for the first movie is that it just wasn't a movie. Yeah. And the I problem agree. with me for the second movie is that it just wasn't a movie. Right. It was a yeah. bunch of gags that were written down and try to build some garbage around it or right. something. But it it in a similar way, kind of, it never felt like a movie. At right. first it did, so that's not fair, but then it, it like, threw it out the window it completely. It felt like this new BBC series. It felt like a, a two-hour episode of some new series that the BBC Right, had. that's and that's really that's crazy. Not, that's not a movie. And, that's you know, uh, the difference for me, as much as, you know, like we said, from Dust Till Dawn, and right. all of a sudden you're watching something different, but it's not even like you think you're watching one kind of movie... You think you're watching a Western, and it turns out there are vampires involved, right. right? This is like you think you're watching kind of a comedic drama, yeah. and then at a certain point, you're watching a stand-up routine. Yeah, It's not, right. it's not even a, a movie at all anymore. Because if there's one it's funny just, line, you have to wait 15 minutes to get it, and it wasn't even that funny. Right. So I don't care. So I don't know. Everyone uh, hated that here, so... Yeah. <laughs> Remember, that's uh, questions at com. You can tell us about 
how you loved it and why it's really good, and we'll uh, we'll put your responses on the air next week. Yeah. Next week, uh, catching fire at the very least, and hopefully we'll have uh, a better response to that. Yeah. And uh, another movie. I'm curious about it. I want to see if it's as good as it. Uh, I'm curious be. too because I I don't even remember what we did with the the first one, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked the first one pretty tell. well, so so tell. I'm curious to see how this goes yeah. with the second one, and uh, I'm really curious to see how the third one yeah that will be shows up. But uh, anyway, so thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, you know go back and check out some of our other shows of things that are coming out on DVD now. Right. So that's that's always that's an cool. option. Subscribe and share with your friends. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Blog Talk Radio, anywhere that you're listening to podcasts, we're there. So thanks again, and we will see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.